in the heart of a champion there is a fire and the flames are controlled by burning desire to be the best you can be so everyone will Hello, welcome back to the Code of Man. This is Mike Overtrek Barnett with you. Today, flying a little solo here as our good friend Easy Target is on the hiatus. Hiatus from the Code of Man podcasting. But as promised, we are continuing to share a few special things before we begin our second season of the podcast. And one of those things is a what we're going to call a crossover episode from a radio program that Easy Target and I do for our church. And in this discussion, we were talking about the heart, the heart of man, how that our heart is central, and how it is the most important part of us in God's estimation. And we're to care for our hearts. And thought that would be something we could share as sort of a, during the intermediary between season one and season two, we'll have a crossover episode for the podcast listeners. One thing I also need to clear up before we join that discussion in progress is that Easy Target is not here today. But yes, he is coming back. What I mean by that is, when he signed off from the last episode of Season 1, well, it sounded something like this. And this is Corey Easy Target Cantrell saying, for the final time, today, this season, and ever... Good morning, good afternoon, Yes, and good night. Our dreams do come true. (laughs) Okay, so we owe a little clarification on that, and uh, the answer to the question is, no, we have not gotten rid of Easy Target. He will be back in Season 2. All of that had to do with we have given him a hard time, meaning myself and Roland Napoleon have given him a hard time about what we have called the lame sign-off. And so he has decided that in Season 2, he will have a brand new sign-off for the Code of Man podcast, and we are very excited about that. So just clearing the air, Easy Target will be back with us in Season 2. But for today and for this special crossover episode, we're going to join a discussion in progress between Easy Target and myself on the centrality of the heart. We have our three core values here at the church. Do you know what they are? Sure do. Do you? Yes, I do. You ready for them? I am. We are holy, passionate, and diligent. Holy, passionate, and diligent. These are the three core values that we are choosing to stand on. And these three core values are found in, well, all over the scriptures. But Mark chapter 12, verse 30 is the verse that I think really can can keep us, keep these things in front of us. Jesus said, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. That loving the Lord thy God is the holiness. It reminds us that he is the Lord our God, and we're to love him, live for him. But we're to do so with all of our heart and with all of our soul. That's passion. That's our second one, passion. And then with all thy mind and with all thy strength, that's being diligent. That's committing 
you know, paying attention to every detail and giving your very best in, in, in your living for Christ. But the passionate one seems to be the highlight of this year. We're also being, I think, summoned from, from God to go a little deeper into this understanding of, of living from the heart. When I say living from the heart, you know, you're, you're now listening, but you're speaking on behalf of the listener right now. Right. So when I say living from the heart, what thoughts does that bring to you? How, do you, how does that resonate inside of you? Pretty sure the, the first perception is living from feeling, living, living from emotion, living from you know, our inner direction. Okay. Do you think that's a, a good answer? No, I don't think so, because I think it's if we were to break it down, it's actually something much deeper than that. Yeah, you know? I would say that that's a partial answer. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that a lot of times we have people living from their feelings and their emotions. Now, our feelings, our emotions, they're God-given. They are a part of our heart. They are, I would actually even say, they are a part of our soul. Mm-hmm. But that's not all that is encompassed in living from the heart. We're on a path of discovery this year. We are on a journey. I don't know that we can give the answer to what it means to live from the heart right now. Right. But I know this. It does mean pursuit of God, and, and that's the path that we are on. Talking about the heart and living from the heart and, and giving our heart to God, when you consider the corruption of the world right now that is, that is being revealed in the hearts of men, Okay, and that's all around us. We don't, we don't even need to put any highlights on that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what's going on in the world, what's going on in our country, what's going on some, in some neighborhoods right now, yeah. and even in some homes. Then consider the distraction of the world for Christians. I mean, what is our heart being given to? Where is our heart finding its affections and attractions? And so there is the corruption there is the distractions, all of this stuff from the world that is stealing our heart from God, that is stealing our life from us. So we need our hearts reclaimed for God. So according to Jesus that we just shared is the greatest commandment. But notice where this commandment begins. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. So the heart leads the way. The heart has to lead the way. And then next you see the soul. We see the soul. Jesus said the heart and then the soul. The soul is that eternal life force inside of us. God breathed into man and the breath of life and he became a living soul. That's that part of us that never dies. It emanates from heart. Mm-hmm. So you got the soul and then he says the mind. Love the Lord with your mind. That's our intellect, our reason. And then the body, that's our physical strength and our presence. So it's everything about us. Jesus is saying, you are to love God with all that you are, all that you have. But the heart leads the way. That is no mistake. That is no coincidence. The heart is the power behind all of it. I'll put you on the spot here. So so Bible verses about the heart. Does something come to mind? Yeah, there's one that immediately jumps off, and it's, um, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? You know we and desperately wicked. and desperately wicked. And then that that always ties into the almost almost a, an indirect correlation to the sinful nature of man. You know who we are at our core can't be trusted. It's deceitful. We are wicked to the core. Well, let's let's go ahead and talk about that just a moment then. So, so if if that is the one that comes up, and I think for a lot of people listening, that might be one that comes up first. 
The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked, who can know it? That passage of Scripture is both true Mm -hmm. and not true. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to explain that, obviously. When you look at at other Scriptures, where it talks about that the heart of man is by nature evil and wicked, God said that himself. He looked at man and he said, the the imaginations, the thoughts of his heart is only evil continually. So, so this verse is true. The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. However, God did not look down at that fallen, corrupt man and just dust his hands off and say, well, I mean, what can you do about it? God immediately began a work of redemption. In fact, he began the work of redemption in Genesis 3, as soon as man fell. But in, in Genesis 6, he calls out the wicked heart of man. But verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So we hear Jeremiah 17, 9 a lot. What about Jeremiah 24, 6, and 7? This is God speaking. Now, he's speaking in context of Israel who would be in captivity because of their, their rebellion, their turning from God, but that they would, they would begin to look back for God, and this is God's response. Jeremiah 24, 6, and 7, For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. And I will give them an heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. He says, I will give them an heart to know me. That's not the only passage. What about, is it Jeremiah or Isaiah or Ezekiel? It's one of the prophets. But where he says that I'll take out that that stony heart and give you a heart of flesh, God is in the business of changing our heart. So Jeremiah 17, 9 is true that the natural state of man, the natural heart condition of man is deceitful and desperately wicked, but not once Christ comes. Yeah, and I I think to a point that... I believe you you mentioned this on a, on a broadcast before or in a message of the church, but you talked about the psalmist, how how they they were always forward looking. They didn't have the benefit of obviously of hindsight to Calvary, and so there there was an incomplete work. And the psalmist even writes in, in Psalm fifty one verse ten, "Create in me a clean heart." So even though before Christ there there was the deceitful heart, there was the wicked heart. There was always a desire for the regenerated heart that we today get to enjoy and get to experience fully that they, even though they they couldn't quite grasp it, were always looking for it to come because it was a promise. They recognized the potential of it. After all, we are talking about God. Right. He is the He's our maker. He created us. He can fix us. Yep. And I tell you, there's people listening right now, and just to acknowledge this, that you're broken. We've all been broken in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is is that we need to know that there is a God in heaven who his business is fixing. His business is redeeming us and restoring us. The Bible has so much to say about the heart. I'm sure a lot of people would think of 1 Samuel 16, 7. God told Samuel concerning David, don't look at the outward appearance. Right. God looketh not as, seeth not as man seeth. A man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And one of my favorite verses that I really latched on to in this past year was Psalm 69, 32. But your heart shall live that seek God. So, I mean, we, we could talk of a lot of verses in the Bible about the heart. But there are three truths that we wanted to share today. And just give these quickly before our time runs out today. Three essentials that I want to give you, listener, to think on with regard to what we're calling the centrality of the heart, that the heart is the center thing. It is the first thing. It's what leads the way. So here's the first truth that I want to share. 
and that is the heart is central to life. And it is, to God, the most important thing about you and me. Now, Proverbs 4.23, we've talked about this verse before. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart. It literally means you are to protect, guard, take care of your heart above everything else. And so a very searching question to ask is, do you take care of your heart better than anything else that you've been entrusted with? So how willing are you to, uh, to experiment a little bit with this on air? Let's go with it. Well, there's the question. You taking care of your heart. Do you take care of your heart better than you do anything else? Probably not. And I, I don't think it's an intentional oversight. I think a lot of times... We allow things to come in that are bringing an assault to our heart that we're not even aware of. You know, the from the the entertainment or our, our news sources or our focus or our, our everything that we are investing our time in. I don't believe anybody does this knowing that I am I'm bringing pain and difficulty to my heart. We're just living life, and to have that diligent safeguarding is to be very mindful of everything that we allow in through our eye gate, through our ear gate, that is penetrating into the heart. It is affecting the heart one way or the other, so I, I better be very selective in what I am allowing access in. So we should be shielding our heart, but oftentimes what we're doing is we're sabotaging our heart yeah. by letting things come in that will affect us negatively. I believe also that one way we, we fail in this is that we prioritize other things above our heart. And now, good things, we can prioritize even the heart of our spouse, yep. our children. But I would just offer you this, and, and I know it might be up for debate among some people, but here's an analogy. We, we've all who've been on the airplanes know this analogy. The stewardess always goes through the process when the Oxygen mask falls. Make sure you put yours on first. Secure your oxygen mask before helping others. Right. I believe this applies to God's words, how he teaches the care of our heart. If we are not taking care of our own heart, we cannot take care of the hearts of others. Right. There's some pastors listening right now. And if I could if I could communicate with them, this is essential to your ministry as a pastor. You need to take care of your heart. And if you sacrifice the wellness of your heart to run nonstop to taking care of everybody else right. while your heart is drying up inside, you will fail. You'll fail God. You'll fail the people. So the heart is central to life, and to God it's the most important part of you. The second truth is this. The key to growth as a Christian or as a church is the health of the heart. That's the key. If we're going to grow and grow strong and grow healthy, we have to make sure that our heart is healthy. So the heart, again, must be the first priority of life. If we neglect the heart, then what happens physically, the body begins to shut down. The body starts dying as soon as the heart stops. Revelation 2 about the church mm -hmm. of Ephesus. And the, the thing about that church, they were a very diligent church, a very, you know, I would say a holy church in the sense of the outward performance of religious duty. Jesus even said, you can't stand those that are wrong and wicked. But he said, you've left your first love. That's right. the thing I have against you. You've left your first love. They were not protecting their heart. And so without the heart, they lacked power. So the key to growth as a Christian and as a church is the health of your heart. The third principle or the third truth we would give you is 
that connecting your heart with God's heart every day must be a top priority of life. You see, you have a heart, and God has a heart. And God designed your heart after his heart. He said of David, a man after mine own heart. God wants you to connect your heart with him every day. Your heart is good in Jesus Christ, and your heart matters to God. Your heart is the central thing, not your religion, not your performance, not your accolades, but we should connect our heart with God every day through Scripture, through prayer, even, and this I thought about this this morning, even through the simple observation of life around us, we can connect our heart with God, and, and that is essential to our wellness. So, what are your thoughts? I'm going to give, I defer the floor to you because I know we're about to run out of time. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or we can just prepare to wrap her up. I, I think one, th- one thing that I did want to mention a misunderstanding that I struggle with with a long time that I think so many people do is when we when we talk about matters of the heart, we immediately think, well, of course I love the Lord with all my heart because I feel so in love with Him. I, I feel this, this gratitude, but when we're talking about the heart, it's something more than just abstract feelings because mm-hmm. feelings are circumstantial. They change. When we're talking about the heart, we are talking about the very essence of who we are and our, our focus, our, our driving yeah. points. And it's our true conviction, really. Yes, and, and it is those things that is calling us. And so I'm, I'm personally looking forward to that the course of this year. I'm looking forward to seeing how my heart is going to align more with the Lord and then how that can be used in our church. The more that, that we can move forward, 2021 is going to be a great year. Your physical heart produces, this is amazing, produces actual electrical pulses in yep. your body. Now here's a good question. Where does the power to that heart come from? The heart's the power for everything else in your body. So who powers your heart? Yeah. Oh, boy. I tell you what, we better get ready to wrap up that. Can I say one more thing, sure. though, before we cue song? Friends, understand this. You have an enemy who despises your new heart. And I think this is a critical point that we've got to spend time on this year. But he is doing everything he can to steal, to kill, and to destroy your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Absolutely. In the heart of a champion. There is a fire And the flames are controlled By burning desire To be the best you can be Heart of a chance.